Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shea Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening, and we're glad to be here this evening. Uh, we got a little bit behind tonight, stuck in some traffic, but we're here a little bit late, but better late than never. And we're just glad to uh, to be here and to to begin looking at some more of life's tough, an- real answers to life's tough questions. And one of the things we're looking at tonight is, again, is homosexuality. It's uh, in just kind of the topic. So the the truth behind homosexuality and the truth behind our our society today we've titled this fiddling while Rome burns. I don't know if you all have heard of the story of Nero and how he fiddled as Rome burned and the whole idea we had behind that was realizing that in our culture today are we fiddling while our society ignores the effects of what hom- the homosexuality and, and homosexual sin is going to have on our community. And one of the things that's uh, really we're looking at this evening is what that does to a society as we begin to see if we're not addressing the hurts, the wounds, if we're not addressing the the struggles that our society is having in trying to address homosexual sin and what's happening in the gay community and what's happening as churches struggle to know what to do, we really think it's about time that we start looking at what comes next in this adventure of trying to figure out what what do we do instead of just ignoring it or instead of acting like it may not be a problem, you know, trying to figure out what do we do in a world or in a culture where sometimes it's easier to ignore it or it's easier to just say, well, it doesn't affect me yet. But we're a little bit concerned that it may affect us soon. It may affect the church soon. It may affect Christians soon. And we're not saying it all because as those of us, those of you who know us, you know that we have been there and you know that we've come out of homosexuality. And so you get, you at least hopefully you will understand that we are coming from an absolute place of compassion and truth. But the reality is, is that what do you do in a culture where you begin to see that homosexuality and the homosexual agenda is going to take away some of your religious freedoms if you're not careful? I'm here tonight with my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. As I said earlier, we uh, are we're just racing to get over here, and so we're glad to be here. And we're going to pray before we get started because it's been a little bit hectic. Well, Father, we just thank you for taking this message, whatever you'd want other people to hear, and taking it to the world. And we thank you, Jesus, for 
just how you're, it, just how it's, you want to take this, where you want to take it, and how you want to work in it. And we praise you for that. And we just ask you to, to go to those places tonight and take your, your words out to, to a hurt and a broken world and help us to say the things you need us to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, Shay had a, a verse that she kind of thought was great tonight, and I'm going to read it. She kind of brought it up, and uh, and it, it was just amazing as we began to talk about it. And it was it's the verse in Matthew 18:6 about causing others to stumble. And let me just read that verse. It's, a, it's actually six and, through eight. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. And I, I really especially like that last part of that verse. It's actually 6 and 7. It says, Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. And we're just asserting tonight that as a Christian community, as a, as a community of truth, we have to be careful that we're not just going along with the gay agenda because we're either afraid or our fear is causing us to comply with tolerance well, and I just would want you to kind of back up and read the okay. beginning of that. Because at this point, people may be saying, I don't quite understand why, you know, when he's saying, if anybody hurts these little children. However, um, you know, just read the verses before that. Because I want kind of for people to look at really what are the little children. Okay. Well, let's actually just start with 18.1. It says, At the time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So we are little children. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, I lost my place there after I looked up. Unless you change me like a little child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. So he's talking to them as we are all to be little children and come to him as a child. And then he says, if anyone causes one of these little ones, and and I believe he's including all of us there because he says, those who believe in me. If, if if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned into the depths of the sea. And then it says, Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. And we were just especially convicted by those last Two sentences there. Because we do not want to offer anything to anyone who might make someone stumble. Mm 
And the most amazing thing to that is trying to figure out how do you walk through this whole this whole issue of the gay community of uh, you know we heard something on the news the other night about a woman who was trying to work out in a gym in Michigan I believe it was a Planet Fitness if I'm not mistaken yes and there was a man dressed as a woman who was transgendered who came into her locker room and you know, it, it kind of started a whole question in, in, in what I believe in that community as well as hopefully in our communities is what are we going to do with the transgender community and the gay community as they begin to ask more than perhaps some of us choose to give? And what are we going to do with our own religious freedoms in that place? Because you're also finding places where if you don't do certain things, if you don't you know, we've had, uh, there's a, a certain baker out there who they didn't want to make a cake for a gay couple. Well, and one thing that I think that people really should look at and really try to understand is that being transgendered, quote, you know, being transgendered does not mean that the individual does not have a sexual preference and the sexual preference is not of the opposite sex. Explain that a little bit. Well, what I mean is, is there are there are men and there are women that that have fetishes or they like to dress in in the opposite sex clothing. But does not necessarily mean they do not have any other sexual desires. It doesn't mean their sexuality is going in the direction of their what they're choosing to dress like at that moment. So basically what you're saying is a, is a man could dress as a woman and still have heterosexual desires. Sure. Well, we work in this field sure. and we have, we know we know individuals that you know they're in a relationship or they they are married, but they struggle with this or they this is something they enjoy doing, but their sexuality is still heterosexual. Absolutely. And they still have those desires. So I'm real concerned about the whole, these bathroom laws that are coming up now and wanting, you know, this whole thing with Planet Fitness, you know, and they're, that everybody, you know, you're accepted, you know, and you need to have tolerance. I forget what it was that was on their, on their wall. I have to look it up, but it's just incredible. Absolutely. Well, we are a call-in show. You're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And if you'd like to call in, if you'd like to ring in on this topic, we'd love to hear from you. Well, we really I think don't. It, I think at some point that we do need to hear from people. And we'd love to hear from you, absolutely. And we have a, our number here is 210-340-9585. Please call us after the break. Let him reign in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart Your love has done its part let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. This is Lee Preston. Again, I'm here with my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. 
Hello again. And we are talking tonight about trying to understand what we are to do as Christians. What were you saying? We have somebody on the line. Great. We, we, in just a second, we'll pick up that line. Hello. Hi, David. This is Lee. You're on the air. Hey, Lee. How can we help you tonight? Or you have a, a comment or a question? Um, well, I got a comment. Um, uh, uh, I'm 54, and there was a time in my life in the early 80s or late, latter part of 80 when a lot of that uh, homosexuality became public, more public, and it was related to the AIDS. And um, also, what was happening was there were, there were gays in the pulpit or men struggling with that. And so there was a lot of exposure, but it was God's way of, I think, it was a judgment that God was judging, I think, the church and in that part. And, uh, uh, but in, in my own personal life, uh, there was a time when I did struggle. I didn't know if I was straight or gay at one time until my brother, um, sent me a, a, a little tape recorder of a man addressing the subject, the fallacies about it and, you know, on down the line. And after listening to it for an hour, my head was put on, you know, my head was straightened out. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's always good to expose the, the lies, you know, about about that lifestyle. And, um, you know, uh, but in my personal life, I've always uh, been very admiring men that have strong, strong masculine qualities. You know, they don't have any... Uh, you know, what's effeminacy whatsoever, you know, they're just, just, just strong masculinity. And it's really good to be around that. Uh, like in my case, it was employers or coworkers. And so in a way, you know, it was part of my process of adapting and also realizing that, that, that masculinity is in me and it can get across. It can come out and get across and being comfortable with it. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, starving out. What, what might be feelings or infatuation or something like that. I mean, I can understand that. But also I want to comment that I think the areas of this, of homosexuality, it needs to be like any sin, black and white. This is wrong. This is right. And then create a, a path that God says about the path, you know, that leads to real Christian life and everyday living, uh, along with all that suffering. But, um, you know, if I just sat down and listened to somebody's feelings or what they feel and then spent two or three hours listening and commenting and trying to give them an ear, in a way, it, um, it doesn't, uh, doesn't get you anywhere really because, because it's still, it's wrong. And, and, uh, and I want to say, I think we should talk to our children. I mean, we, you know, as far as the federal government coming in and start mandating, uh, state and local le- levels about this, that we should, uh, explain to our children, even at a young age, about sexuality and about maybe the examples that the Bible gave, how God dealt with particular sins, maybe like that. And um, now, you know, my last comment, and I'll hang up and I'll listen. Well, listen uh, let me ask, show. can I ask you a quick question? I really question? thank you all for coming on the air. I really, really thank you. Uh, it gives people a, a reason to, blend, uh, to vent and to feel their way out of maybe some confusion or, or all that. But anyway... Um, Amen. And, and uh, the offense to children, woe to the world because of offenses. I personally think, for, uh, uh, Brother Lee, that, um, you know, I thought about this, that when God says, I'm going to go down to the Sodom and Gomorrah because, and see whether or not the cry of it is for real. 
of course, we know that it wasn't just that lifestyle. There were other sins that were involved that caused that great judgment. But um, I, I think the cry in the in the area of that time is the cry of the innocent children being molested, abused, or, uh, you know, that's it. And so I think when Jesus specifically talked about uh, offending and woe to the children, because the next step they want to do once we try, they try to make us get comfortable with marriage is to, is to adopt children. And my brother's from California. He says, you know, they're doing that already. And I said, that is the line that's being crossed of no more mercy. And so I, I really think we should speak up. I, I did in San Antonio. I did my part. I called uh, 270 churches. I just went down the, the whole thing of, in the yellow pages. Well, thank, and, hey, uh, hey, David, I, I appreciate it. I wanted to, I do want to ask you one question because I'd like, I'd like our listeners, because I love the way you, you've said some of the things you've said, and I do think we need to get the word out, but did you know that there are some states already, California, New Jersey being two, there's a couple others that are following suit, that will not allow counseling to go to, to teenagers anymore who are struggling with homosexuality. It's actually illegal to provide counseling to teenagers who might be looking to get free from homosexuality, all you can offer them now is is gay-affirming counseling. What do you think about that? My question is, how does a minority, a small group of people, get sway to get that done? Well, guess what, David? That's what we're on the air tonight for, and I sure appreciate your call, because what we're on the air tonight for is to try to help people see that if we don't start waking up and looking at what we're doing as a Christian community as a whole, then we're liable to lose some of the freedoms that we have. Thanks so much for calling in. I sure appreciate your input. Okay, Lee. Good God night. God bless you. That's well, act- Go ahead. Well, we just want to offer again that we are a live call-in show, and if you'll give them the number. Then I'll just- uh, the number here is 210-340-9585 if you'd like to, to ring in on this topic or if you have a comment or a question. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this, uh, the thing that happened at the gym. You know, I, I realize that people struggle and I really do want everyone to understand that we realize that people struggle, that there are, that there are hurts and pain that cause people to feel like they're a male in a female's body or a female in a male's body. And so what we really want to, to, to make sure people understand is that we are hearing compassion as well. Well, and one thing, I think we have a call. I think we have a caller. Go ahead, you're on the air. Hi, I wanted to ask, um, what can I do when I, I feel some strong uh, attractions uh, toward uh Someone. I actually, I have uh, some strong. I feel strongly attracted to uh, various women as I go through the day, and and I, I want to control my thoughts, but uh, they're just strong attraction feelings, and and I wrestle to uh, get my thoughts back on where they're supposed to be. Uh, could you help me with that? Well, certainly any thoughts that we have, we are to take every thought captive. Um, 
you know, particularly our ministry works with folks who have struggles with all types of sexual brokenness. And what you may want to do is is begin talking to someone about where some of those desires come from. Certainly sometimes, you know, it's it's trying to take every thought captive. And as Job said, I make a covenant with my eyes to not look lustfully upon a someone. But uh, it might help to actually talk with someone about where some of those things come from, depending on who you're attracted to and, and what your attractions, what you, and allow them to help you maybe find where some of your broken attractions are if you can't get it under control. Okay, thank you very much. Well, and we just want to offer to you, if, you um, if you'd like to speak privately, you can always email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry. Or our ministry number is 210-887-9007. It's just not so easily answered. Um, there's, you know, a lot of things that maybe you'd need to dialogue with a, with another man about that that is strong in purity and, and kind of gone down that road. And so just want to offer that there are people out there. And please don't hesitate to give us a call because we'd be glad to help. And there's so many different places of brokenness that can cause our attractions to be stronger than what God ever intended them to be. I don't believe he gave us our sexuality to have it rage out of control. He loves to help us find freedom. So please don't hesitate to call us or contact us. We'd be glad to help. Thanks, Thanks for calling in. Well, I can't remember where we were. I guess we were talking about the bathroom law and trying to help the... Uh, well, I just wanted to throw something out here. Um, you know, we're talking about the bathroom law and the laws that are coming up, and I know that it's it's a big topic right now. I mean, you know, everywhere you turn, you hear something about, you know, somebody that's gotten offended by, um, you know, home, somebody that's homosexual has gotten offended because they're not accepted, or, you know, now this thing with this, this woman that actually lost her, her membership at the Planet Fitness because she went to her appropriate facility, the ladies' dressing room, and was encountered by a male that was dressed. Well, I don't even know that he was, I think he was dressed, but she said he was obviously a man. And she was not notified um, that they accept them to just go whichever into whichever dressing room they feel appropriate. And, you know, when you have things like that that are coming on, I know that there's a lot of talk and challenges with the church today. And it's like, well, we need to love the individual. And my concern is that sometimes love may be coming out as complacency. Amen. And I just, and I'm not saying that that's the way it is with everybody that, you know, if somebody says, well, you know, I just, I love these individuals or I love you no matter who you are or how you are, you know, but I think we really, as far as Christians, we have to really find our line about, you know, where we take a stand. And that's kind of where we started with this verse that talks about, you know, it's better to have a millstone, you know, around your neck and thrown into the sea. And it says, woe to those I don't know if you can read it again, but, you know, this is very important. I want everybody to hear this. Sorry, i got to pull it up here. It says, um, Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. 
And then the next verse. And then such things must come, which means it's going to come. Struggles are going to come. Things that cause people to, to stumble will come. But woe to the person through whom they come. So, I mean, that to me, that is just like crazy awesome to think about. Woe to those who it goes through. Yes, woe to those people who bring things to people to stumble and you know what to me that's like it's like you know that is where the line is to where you know what we are to love we are to love and we do but sometimes love is speaking truth absolutely and i real that's what i really want people to understand tonight is we are not coming from a place of judgment no or a place of condemnation because it is good to love but it's also great to offer the truth in love and what we're talking about tonight is if we don't stand and say, wait a minute, what if there's a, a, a young guy out there who's struggling with same-sex attraction and he can't even get counseling anymore because it's not gay-affirming, which is coming? Or what if you have a young girl someday who is... In, in the restroom, and she looks over and she sees a man in there who's partially dressed as a woman, but he's still interested in women, and he's in there to to look at the women in there. Or you send your little daughter in Absolutely. to go in there, and then there's this man in there that's sure. dressed. And you don't know necessarily, that doesn't mean, <laughs> and, I mean, that doesn't mean that... that he prefers being with men. Absolutely. That means that he's dressed... As a female. As a female. And so it's just beginning to look at these things that begin to muddy the waters and begin to cause people to stumble. It doesn't offer truth. It just says, well, you know, as Shay said, we love everyone and we love everything that everyone does, so we just won't say anything. And yet what do we do when we look up and we've lost it all? When we've lost, I mean, I'm telling you, there are there's laws already in New Jersey and California, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think Washington, uh, don't quote me on Washington, but I definitely know the other two, have already banned teenage counseling for a parent who says, I'd like my teenager to know that there's another truth out there which says that he wasn't born this way, but that he can find healing. And that's where we came from, is healing. And yet if you can't get your son or daughter even to that place anymore, because now it's illegal, the, the government has mandated that you cannot do that, then what are we doing to cause those teenagers to stumble into even greater sin because now they're not told the truth that they might find freedom, but they're told they were born this way? Well, and what about the teenagers that that are unhappy? You know, people talk about how, oh, well, what about... You know, this guy that committed suicide because he wasn't accepted. Well, what about the ones that are have those struggles and have those feelings? However, they commit suicide because they feel like there's no way to change. They feel like there's no way out. They have nobody to listen to them. Everybody tells them, you just need to, you need to accept yourself. You need to be that way. Absolutely. Well, we are a call-in show. I'd like for you to remember that. I don't have my number right here in front of me. Uh, it's uh, 210-340-9585. And we would love to hear from you. We get pretty passionate about this, and I just want you all to know we are not here 
to, I, I just guess I want to keep saying, we're not here to shame anyone, but we do hope that this kind of helps some of you who might be listening to wake well, up. Well, and I'm just wanting to offer to folks that, you know, so many times we get contacted by churches and, and people that are wanting to say, we want our congregation to talk about this. We want our Bible studies to talk about this. However, you know, people don't know how to talk about it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm worried that people's fear of talking about these tough things is leading to tolerance or complacency, like I said well ago, sure. you know? Well, sometimes our fear leads to tolerance. Exactly. And maybe you are afraid. Maybe you're not sure you can even understand what really all this means and what do I do with my church member who is gay or a couple that comes in that's same-sex attractive. What do we do you know, we would be glad to come out and speak to your church. We'd be glad to come out and speak to your elders, to your staff, uh, because it's not about trying to always just comply. Sometimes it's about trying to figure out what do we do to help share the truth in love. And, and, and I just think it's important for all of us as Christians to begin looking around and realizing we may lose some of the religious freedoms we used to have if we're not careful. If, if you have a comment or a question and you don't want to, write, uh, to call on the, the number tonight, you're welcome to email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. That's info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. You're also welcome to call us at 210-887-9007 if you don't want to be on the radio tonight. But we're hoping that at least some of this is beginning to share, at least beginning to, to turn a little bit of your wonderings of what do we do here when we see that our community, our culture is changing. Well, and I just want to say that, you know, Lee and I, we're not big on getting into the political arena. You know, we have, we've gone and we've spoken in front of the city council and the, the mayor and everything, but <clears throat> but basically we're not, you know, it's not that we're not aware of politics, but we just don't like to get into a lot of heated discussions and arguments over it. You know, but then sometimes we're challenged with at what point do we speak up in, a, in controversy and in areas like this in order to protect the folks that want hope. Absolutely. That they want, they have struggles, and they need hope for their life, and they want change. Well, and I think I think that passion that I hear in your voice, I'm hoping as people is hearing that as, as the true passion, because you haven't, when you've worked with someone who finally comes to you and says, you know what, I'm so glad I finally found you because no one else would tell me that I could get free. Everyone else told me that I was born this way, even churches. Then what you begin to, to see is that there's a lot of hopelessness out there that's created not by the world, but by, unfortunately, people in the church. Because if we're not telling the truth, then we're sending people back out into the world saying, sorry, we don't have anything more to offer you than, yeah, you were born that way. Well, 
I mean, it's really concerning when you even have five and four, four, I've heard of even the age of four, five, six, seven-year-olds that are deciding that they want to change their gender. Absolutely. You know, and parents get ridiculed if they don't let them. Absolutely. You know, they want to change what God has planned for their lives. You know, they want to change their gender. And what do they know at three, four, and five years old? Right. You know, it's like when somebody says, I was born gay. Wow, you were born gay? You know, how do you yeah. know that? You know, because because when you're three, four, and five years old, what do you know about sexuality and your sexual desires? Absolutely. Other than if maybe you've had some some sexual abuse in your past where that sexuality has been crushed and you don't really know about true the true sexuality that God has planned for you. Absolutely. Well, and, and having been there, I, I can say I remember at three or four years old feeling different, but no one ever told me, well, it was because you were gay at three or four. They always said, I, and what I've learned from the Lord, the truth, which is, yeah, I felt different because I had already started getting some brokenness in my life at three and four years old. An inability to I relate to men and an inability to feel like I fit in with other boys. And so I hung out with more of the little girls. And but, so that is not at all your sexuality. That is just brokenness. And so when people come to us, and I'm hoping you're hearing, when people come to you and say, well, I was born this way, it's okay to question that. It's okay to say, well, are you sure you were born gay or you just felt different? Because that's a lead-in to the next question, which is, guess what? If you felt different, then you can find freedom from difference. Satan loves to tell us we're all different. He loves to tell us none of us quite fit in. And so if you're interested in, in just kind of doing something different than just going along, that's what we're hoping we're getting to tonight. Again, this is uh, Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We actually have a retreat coming up. It's coming up in uh, actually next weekend. It's called Journey to Freedom for Same-Sex Attraction. Maybe you have same-sex attraction. Maybe you have struggles. If you would like to come to that retreat, please go to our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com and look under the Journey to Freedom tab. Yes, I think we have Kenneth on the line. Hi, Kenneth. You're on the air. Go ahead. When uh, Jesus was drawn in the sand and then the lady, uh, the prostitute, um, and then the men came up to her and Jesus says, were your accusers? Absolutely. And then uh, he says, were your accusers? Well, they left. Jesus says, go and sin no more. That's great. So, and my question is, and when you say brokenness, we're all broken. Sure. We're all sinners saved by the grace of God. Amen. So, if you could explain that to me and I'll hang up when you say, I don't understand when you say broken. Jesus says, go and sin no more. And we've all, we're, we're uh, it's not by any of my works. It's by only grace through faith in Jesus Christ that I'm saved. That's great. Thank you, Kenneth. We're at, we actually have about a minute left, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it, and then we'll sign out for, for tonight. But in, in our opinion, yes, he said, go and sin no more. And Jesus had a way of speaking directly into the heart of folks. 
But sometimes when you're broken, when you have past brokennesses and childhood brokennesses that have caused you to have besetting sin, meaning you're stuck in them, you can't get free, it's pornography, it's alcoholism, it's sexual addictions, whatever it is, when you are stuck in something, then that's when we call it brokenness. And that's what we're here for, is to try to go back and look at brokenness, to look at those pl- those places in your heart where you may have brokenness that have caused you to feel the way you feel. You know what? We will pick this up next week, and we'll keep talking because it's important, and we hope that you've enjoyed the show, and we look forward to talking with you next week. Again, you've, you've been listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and we are blessed by you being here, and we hope you'll join us next week. To Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.